Here we go. The pod. The pod is live. We are live and kicking. How's it going, Daniel? I, you know this, but I'm telling this for the listener's sake. I just fell asleep on the couch and <laughs> I am 38 minutes late to this podcast. Um, <laughs> I've had a very good but very exhausting weekend. Yes. And um, so, <laughs> um, so, and and then today, like and yesterday, of course, as well. But like, I, I was working a lot today, and I was working on pretty boring things that are ne- ne- nevertheless very important, like sales related stuff. Yeah. And so, um, about two hours ago, I was like, okay, I'm gonna, just gonna go go to the couch because it was cold and kind of tired, and I didn't really. And make a lot of progress on my thing that I was working on, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna just gonna sit down for a minute, and maybe, oh, maybe I'm gonna like like wrap the little blanket around me, and yeah. oh, there's just, a cat. Just, just rest like, your eyes. Cat just like chilling next to me, and then next thing I know, I, I open my eyes to 400 messages from you, <laughs> and yeah. yeah, I am awake now. Yes, and it's wonderful to hear you, Dave. How are you? I'm good, thanks, Daniel. And hey, these things happen, right? The amount of times I've overslept for for our call um, innumerate. So <laughs> that's all good. Um, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. A uh, few things that we can talk about in the show for sure um, that have been going on on this side. Uh, there is something I want to talk about uh, probably straight away, actually. Okay. Uh, so last, last, not last week, but the last show a couple of weeks ago, we uploaded it with something brand new. We have a transcript mm-hmm. for the show. And this is the first time in nearly 160 episodes or so, or wherever we're at now, um, that I had a transcript for the show <laughs> and I've been wanting to have this for years. Right. So, uh, way back in season one, uh, with Dave, not, we tried, we tried to get transcripts together. Right. Uh, because I think they're important. They're an accessibility thing. Um, and then there's a, there's a flip side of them, which is that they help you with SEO, all manner of things, right? The transcripts are good for a podcast to have. Oh yeah. But, uh, yeah. So after, nearly oh hang on a second yeah and after nearly six years the first transcript for the show went out and I, I wanted to just talk about the technicality of it because this is this is a um this is the first thing that i've played with that has felt like a net positive of ai very so, nice yeah yeah, definitely. And, and 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 so this is using a thing called Whisper from OpenAI. Mm-hmm. And if you just go to github.com slash openai slash whisper, um, they've got a package and everything there you can install and you just jump through the hoops of uh, I think there's a bit of Python installation of of, of packages going on there. Uh, but you end up with a, a command line tool called Whisper. Uh, that you can select different audio uh, to audio to text models, mm-hmm. and depending on which one you select depends on the quality, depends on how long it takes to run. But just to sort of lift the lid on how I did this, uh, 
four and a half years ago when I last tried to do this, we were making videos of either side of the speech. So either mine or, or Dave Knott's at the time. Um, so two videos, one each that's just like, you know, blank video, but the audio uploaded to YouTube, mm-hmm. these, these, these files privately, let YouTube crank away in the background. And then <laughs> what it did at the time, and I think it still does this, it's got the auto detect captions, right? right? So you leave the video there for half hour, an hour, it generates those captions and you, I was able to download the SRT files, the subtitle files that correspond to, to that transcription. And I had this process at the time of downloading those SRTs, one each for each speaker. And then I made a tool in Swift, like a command line tool, that read those files, read the timestamps, brought the text together, and essentially turned it into a transcription where it's you know, speaker one, speaker two, speaker one, speaker two, or however the conversation has flowed. Mm-hmm. Now, four and a half years ago, YouTube's captioning with our accents and everything else was awful. Okay. <laughs> so is it because is it because it's 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 geared towards you know more American speaking speakers? Uh, you know, that was yeah. my my best American impression, I guess. I'm uh, not going to offend. But, but also. Uh, but yeah, also uh, five, six years ago, like YouTube's caption algorithm was hilariously bad, I think. Yeah, it was. It was. And, and no, I'm not going to offend our audience by me trying to do an American accent <laughs> here. But yeah, it, it, that was part of the problem for sure. And uh, so we abandoned it almost as quickly as we tried it because I realized I was spending like over an hour editing all the mistakes. So there's the context. That's what it was four and a half years ago. Now with... Uh, OpenAI's tool with Whisper, uh, with the base model that it sort of uses by default. Uh, what I did is I split the audio, right? So we 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 record. We use a tool at the moment called Riverside FM to record. It gives us a nice blended um, and balanced audio of both of us talking. Uh, we also record backup recordings locally as well, right? So. I pulled all of this into GarageBand, which I usually do anyway because I've got the um, intro and outro music there. And I edited all three types of audio together, so the mixed output and then our individual outputs on three different channels, um, along with a fourth for the order for the music. And what I did by doing that, by editing them together, I was then able to export our audios individually um, easily. You know, just export it as a siloed track with the others muted. So with that, I was then able to run our separate audios through Whisper, generate some SRT files, and I resurrected my tool from four <laughs> and a half years ago. A <laughs> uh, little bit of a quick edit. I turned it from a Xcode project to a Swift package for a start. That, that was quite nice. Uh and anyway, long story short, that four and a half year old code uh, merged our SRTs together and gave me a transcript output that I was able to upload. It's awesome. It, it, I'm, I'm really happy that it works. And also, like just like scrolling through that thing, the transcript, mm-hmm. it is of really higher, higher, much higher quality than I would have expected. Like, how it's much good did, you, enough, did you really right? edit? Yeah. 
that's a good question. So the the edit, I think I spent about maybe between ten and twenty minutes just okay, going so through not too it. Bad. Just yeah, yeah, enough to sort of like read it top to bottom, scan for obvious glaring mistakes, uh, correct those, and not feel like I was doing all the work. Mm-hmm. So that that's the sweet spot. That's where this stuff needs to be to make it you know super easy. Like a the edits sort of taking me a little bit of time, not too much these days. And then the transcription editing, if that's only going to be, you know, 10, 20 minutes, that's fine. I, I, I can spend that time. That's, that's worth it to have the accessibility side of this. Uh, when you're talking, you know, twice as long as the, the edit itself for the audio and maybe even longer, uh, and, you know, I'm not an audio typist, right? Mm. Uh, it starts to become a weight that means I'll never get it done because there's a million yeah, and one other that. things to do, and, and I just don't have that time. And, of course, we're not um, running sponsors or anything like that for the show, at least not yet. We might do in the future. Uh, but paying somebody to do this has never really been a, an option either. So, yeah, yeah I'm I'm super stoked. This is like, using ai for good yeah this is cool i love it i love it i have i have one improvement request that i I realized um, like when we were uploading this episode which is that the transcript is kind of like hidden behind a link Mm -hmm. and if you click it it's just a text file so it's just completely unformatted yep and i i don't think i don't know if that's a fireside thing fireside is the 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 thing that hosts our 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 uh podcasts but if it's not like i'd love to have this like directly on the page because this helps us with uh, oh god i've been thinking way too much about seo but also it just <laughs> helps us with just like scrolling through the the episode or something i'll have to have a look and see if there's a better way of of, of putting it up because it is uh part of how fireside hosts it um i think i should probably reach out to them and just sort of say hey can we make this look a bit nicer yeah, that's probably what I what I do. Not not not. Let's not put our own um, work into that. But just ask Fireside. Yeah. Hey, everyone, can you maybe do that? Because I've been I've been like the last two days. I've been exploring various ways of doing feature requests and roadmap planning and stuff like that. Yeah. So um, I know how it is to get feature requests. So why why shouldn't we not send a feature request? Absolutely, and this would make it better for for all of Fireside's users, right? And obviously all of their audiences. So that, that could be quite cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I'm going to reach out and see if we can present them a bit nicer. But in the meantime, anybody who's listening who would benefit from a transcript, it is there. It's raw text, but you can view it in the browser. Uh, and like I say, it's it's pretty good these days. So, yeah, if my somewhere between English and New Zealand accent confuses you at all. <laughs> you can check the transcripts and see what at least Whisper thinks I should have, should right. have said. Or my um, somewhere between American and German accent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, no, it's that, that's been a, a welcome, welcome thing. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. like I say, I mean, you know, there's a bit of an investment. I probably spent maybe a couple hours playing with my old, code getting it working uh, a couple of go rounds of trying to export with different models and that sort of thing just to figure the process out right but that pays for itself almost within like one version of this and then obviously this episode will go out 
with hopefully just that sort of 15 minutes worth of work for the transcript. Uh, and this means, yeah, we have transcripts. The amazing, the only thing I can't do is, well, that is difficult for me to do is to go back and do the back catalog. Uh, because because you don't have the separate tracks anymore, right? That that's right. Yeah. I mean, I've got backups of some things, but what, would have to happen is going into all the garage band files of each one exporting out the audio individually and i don't have garage band backups for every single episode uh, there was a disappointing time when i had to delete some yeah yeah i get that and the model i guess the model doesn't support um like different recognizing different speakers then no i think that feature is called diarization or mm-hmm. something like that and no it doesn't support it there may well be other um like other software that I could use mm-hmm. to do that um, or, or something to, to try and split, you know, re-split it as mm-hmm. it were. Uh, but for the moment, I don't think there's anything easy to do there. And I suspect it would get as much wrong as it would get right. To be honest. Yeah. At this probably. Stage. Yeah. I get that. So, so um, the, um, you've been running the whisper model of open ai on your computer yep. so um is this an app or is it just like a bunch of python scripts and and ml files that you kind of run from the command line or something it's the latter but it's wrapped up so you don't have to think about it okay that's pretty yeah. pretty neat no because i thought i heard someone on on mastodon talk about an actual app for that mm-hmm. but maybe i was wrong so i was just like hey you know, you know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, there is an app as well. Somebody made a an iOS app that wraps mm-hmm. the tiny model that they've got, with, um, and then executes on the iPhone reasonably well. So oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that 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 that's a. Um, I mean, that's useful to me for a few other things. I've I've got a a friend who uh, I you know love to bits, but he will send me um, huge audio uh, messages in iMessage and sometimes <laughs> I'm not in a place where I can actually listen to, to that um, immediately or whatever right I, I'm in the middle of some work or some other task or whatever uh, and so what I can do now is I can push through on iMessage through to the audio then do a sh- use the share sheet and send it into this transcription app uh, and within like 10 seconds or so it's, it shows me his message in text and it's oh, good nice. enough. Yeah, yeah, it's good enough for me to then be able to, to sort of read through, you know, much quicker speed than I could have listened and um, drop him a reply back and acknowledge because, yeah, obviously I appreciate getting messages from my friends. Um, so that's that's been a, a useful thing for me as well. Um, yeah, that's really, really helpful, really. Um, I have one other use for AI that was really helpful for me recently or is yep. in like because, so um, me and Lisa uh, are using Notion a lot. Yeah, and Notion re- recently had an a new addition, which is the feature that they have a beta AI assistant, and that thing is really cool. As far as I understand, technically it works like this, um, or like well, basically you write a you, you write a title for a document or a paragraph. And then you go into the context menu for that document or that paragraph. So you right click it or click the little grabby thing mm-hmm. next to it. And then 
you can basically say um, AI, and then you have a submenu that says, uh, let me just open it so I can tell you that things that says then improve the writing, fix spelling and grammar, or summarize or translate into, an, into another language, or make it longer, make it shorter, find action items, that kind oh, of thing. Oh, wow. Okay. And it uses chat, chat GPT. So it has yep. all the downsides and restrictions and limitations of chat GPT, of which we should really be aware of as people who use that technology. But what I get is that they kind of wrap the request into certain phrases. For example, mm -hmm. they would say like, you're the assistant for a very important CEO. The, the CEO just sent you this text. Please make it longer or please find the action items or whatever. Yep. Um, so that little bit of role playing, um, is already enough to, to make chat, chat GPT into that. And so it's actually been really helpful because especially the, the improved writing tool, like yeah. I already, I, I write a whole paragraph or five, um, I'm saying exactly what I want to say. But then sometimes, you know, um, I'm not a professional writer and I'm not uh, a native English speaker. So sometimes there are things that can be improved. Just yeah. letting the AI go over this. It's basically the same text, but it's it's just a little bit more flowy. And so I can improve the writing, then read it, read it, read it back and see like if there are any like factual errors creeping in, which usually isn't <laughs> the case, but yeah, just yeah. double checking. And then I just have like way better writing for the blog or whatever without that. And it doesn't feel hmm. like sometimes you see a, a text that's AI generated yeah, and it's, there, like just you get this weird uncanny valley feeling reading the text where it's like okay just one sentence is perfectly fine of this thing but if i if i read five paragraphs it feels weird yes it feels uncanny and so with this technique though i haven't had that feeling i hope like everyone else who's reading these also doesn't have that feeling yeah i think i'm gonna like the first of these of those i'm gonna post tomorrow i'm um, curious but, I'm, I'm curious yeah. daniel uh, does it sort of preserve the tone of voice within it? It mostly does, I think. Like when I write something that's very upbeat and very, um, hey, have you tried telemetry deck to really improve the, you know, um, yeah. then it, it kind of feels the same way. And like the, sometimes I've, I've used it once on a documentation article where I try to be more um, neutral and it, the result also did sound more neutral. And also, Sometimes it will, or most of the time, it will also keep the structure of a sentence and then just like right. replace individual words. So it's it's kind of close to to the or original usually, just a bit more flow and better words. And like sometimes it will make a word into a gerund that hasn't been a gerund, like adding ing basically, or yeah, yeah. vice versa. And so yeah, it's nice. I, Only I downside is something. somehow. Somehow it's only available to me, even though we have two other people in the in the notion, <laughs> and that's frustrating because uh, the, these two other people, Lisa and Marina, they really like to use that too. And so I, I've written to the notion team and was like, "Hey, this is a beta feature. You said so, and it says fine." But the email also said that my whole team has access to this feature now. So um, can we have that, please? <laughs> this 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 sounds like. To me, this feature sounds a little bit like you could describe it as auto-tune for your text. <laughs> I love that. That's a very good description. 
Yeah, because you're not losing what you're trying to say. It's it's just smoothing it out, making it easier to to read, to to listen to, as it were. Yeah, and like autotune, if you use it in too much, then it's kind of very obvious and kind of distracting. Yeah, I I, I think these technologies I've flipped a little bit in the last month, I guess, in terms mm -hmm. of a position of like, oh, okay, this looks like it's going to cause all sorts of hell to, ooh, this actually could be quite useful in very specific scenarios. Like like you say, it, it generates mistakes. It has it has factual errors, that sort of thing. You've got to be really uh, careful with that. But then, provided you understand that and you're using it with that knowledge, there's a result you can get to there that makes things better. You know, like you're, you're tweaking your copy and that side of stuff. Um, I think that's, that's really cool, and and obviously our transcripts is is useful and makes the podcast more more accessible to other people, um, which I think is brilliant. That's that's a a net positive. Obviously, over at yeah. the other end of the scale, we've got the potential for ChatGPT disinformation and mm -hmm. polluting of search results and that sort of thing with lots of shitty auto generated stuff. Uh, that's a negative, definitely. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. And also, um, I think the general public will take a very long while to really understand what a chatbot can do and what, what it can't do. Yes. And during that time, until like a majority of people really get that, um, this is, it's a it's kind of this dangerous equilibrium. Where yeah. people will use chatbots to do things they're not they're not um they're not really able to do, but they will mm -hmm. exude all that confidence that they can do it, and so they'll believe them and they, it's it's gonna be a lot of misinformation and stuff like that yeah, yeah, for sure it's a there are things you can do, and then there's that fine line with what you should do, i guess as well as the yeah. other but uh it's it's curious to me though like that that confidence chat gpt speaks with uh specifically about almost any subject uh i've i've described it as mansplaining as a service <laughs> <laughs> yeah in my head it's like oh it's like a startup founder just like yeah. take everything they say with about what 500 grams of salt Yes, definitely. Uh, I, th I think we could, we could probably make a very good virtual politician with a, mm -hmm. a, a bot based on this. Perhaps better than uh, than some of our real life ones. So there's that. You know, maybe maybe we mm -hmm. could start start replacing some of these these peeps. Totally. Uh, <laughs> One thing that also I'm I'm just predicting is going to happen is that we are already seeing that. With Chat Chat GPT and other um, similar chatbots as well, like sometimes they refuse to do things, and what people have started doing is kind of role playing um, with the bot, you know? Yeah. To to actually let make make it do the thing, like maybe <laughs> maybe swear or talk about a a famous person or something, which is something that Chat GPT refuses to do. But then you say like, oh, but you're a, I don't know, you're you're a baseball announcer in the fifties. And you're yeah. asked about person X, and then suddenly it will actually re reply. Yeah. And so I'm predicting that this kind of style is gonna enter like the cultural um, 
vocabulary of like, oh yeah, if you want to trick a computer, make it make it role play somehow. Yes, yes, I can see that. It's sort of like prompt hacking, or however you right. want to describe right. it. Yeah, that's it's interesting, and it's kind of it's kind of funny because it, it sort of means the guards and and controls that have been put on are essentially trying to corral this thing. You know, their filters on 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 what it sits on top of. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you get the right prompt that sort of gets around that in some way or whatever. And then, like you say, it, it, it uh, spews forth with whatever it was told not to do. Right. Um, that's, yeah, that's kind of funny. And like you say, it will potentially enter the, the, the public mindset, as it were, as to this is a way of, of, of speaking to these things that gets them to do do the things they're not allowed to do. Right. Like yeah, for sure. Hackers, hackers in, in movies in 10 years are going to look very different than hackers in movies 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And oh my God, I just realized you could use, use something like this, um, plumbed in with the right data to create, uh, something that could have a conversation with somebody in order to extract information out of them. Oh right. yeah. Mm. I've already read uh, Bruce Schneier I thought I thought uh, wrote that the number of malware and phishing attacks has risen considerably because people are using GitHub Copilot and JetGPT to write malware <laughs> and also to write phishing emails. Yes. Yes, well that's the thing that um auto-tune for your words that we touched on a minute ago also then applies to phishing attempts and uh, spam emails. People I wonder if you want to write, if you wanted to write a phishing e- email, do you tell us, tell this, uh, tell the, the bot, um, Hey, we want to write a phishing email and it should be like really confident and really, really friendly. Or are you telling it, yeah, you're writing a really friendly and confident, earnest attempt to get the user. You know what I mean? Right. Are you are you letting the bot in on your thought process here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> write me write me a phishing email in the style of a prince from a faraway land. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, it's it's an interesting space. I think this is mm-hmm. is going to keep accelerating. That seems to be the the line of travel. I mean, look at all the the um, image generation stuff as well like you know five six years ago we were where it was all dog faces and yeah. and, and everything and from the, the anime first. yeah um and now we're we're getting some quite quite good things out of things like mid journey and that sort of stuff as well oh but the thing is though like okay okay maybe i'm in a i'm a, in a privileged position or something but i feel like i can always tell now like yes it, it's it's only taken a few months of the internet just getting saturated with these images and yep. i feel like you look at one of those images and you're like ah oh, it's kind of weird ah oh, it's 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 obviously um generated by a mid-journey or what's the other one called i forgot um so yeah like for example the the Mastodon app Ice Cubes has yes. a lot of different icons that you can select for the app. Yes, and I'm like, 
I'm just like going through this picker and I don't even read the captions because I think the captions say AI generated. But before even noticing those captions for the different icons, I'm like, ah, oh no, these are weird. Oh, oh, they're AI generated. Yes. Uh, And not to to judge too harshly or whatever, but I looked at those and thought, "Eh, they kind of look very samey. Actually, I mean, they do, of, of course. That. Yeah. Because it's kind of, you, you can't get request, uh, request creativity from a, from a bot or from a machine learning model yet. No, but, oh no, I've just had a, a thought. Uh, oh no, which is 15, I hate it when that happens. Yeah. 15, 20 years from now, artists are going to be running these old models to generate things in the style of oh, AI from this era. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And they're <laughs> like, <laughs> It's going to be the uh, vaporwave of uh, 2024, 2040, yeah. I mean. Yeah, 2040, somewhere around there. Oh, no. Well, maybe maybe when we get there, I can refer to this show and this transcript and go, we called it. <laughs> totally, totally. Like, this <laughs> is going to make us such profits. Uh, yeah. Um, how? Uh, I don't know. It's it's weird, how, like how we are dealing with this right now, and I, I bet there's going to be like a few lawsuits and everything. Yep. But but yeah, like I, how do we call this feeling, that this this feeling of uncanny valley, or maybe it's uncanny valley is already the the term that we can use, but like that feeling of this is this like on first inspection looks like a, hu- a human generated this, but the more I I look at it. Or like for a text, the more paragraphs I read, the more it becomes clear to me that this is written by a machine learning model. Yeah, it's the uncanny valley, I think. Yeah, because that that feeling is the gap. It's the gap between what you what you would normally expect and what you're reading, what you're seeing. Yeah, and and it does it triggers something that I can't quite put my finger on. Right? It's it's a vibe. It's a feeling. It's a it's it's kind of kind of alien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alien intelligence. <laughs> I've read this book recently um, where a, um, like, this is, this is about a few, um, advanced humans and they're kind of visiting a planet and they the planet is completely empty and they want to terraform it. So they seed it first with um, various, various things that make the, uh, the, 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 everything like like you know the, the atmosphere is very earth-like then and then they make the climate very earth-like and then they seed like various like small insects and other small animals onto the onto the thing and yep. then they drop uh, they drop a both at the same time they drop a virus that takes animals and uplifts them and they also drop mm-hmm. basically a a bunch of primates i think chimpanzees but may, might might be different different breed of primates um but then the then it it goes wrong and the primates kind of burn up in the atmosphere but the virus the capsule with the virus kind of lands and spreads yeah so not the chimpanzees get uplifted but the spiders oh no and then then like hundreds of thousands of years later the spiders and then you in this book i'm I'm gonna have to look up the title because i'm horribly horribly bad at uh, remembering book titles and stuff like that um and Basically, hundreds of thousands of years later, the humans have the human civilization has kind of collapsed. I think, but the mm-hmm. spiders you can follow along the, with the spiders through their evolution when they they 
find out like how spiders can work together and actually may have a society and have and they have science and then they kind of use ants as computers and stuff like that and they kind of develop <laughs> space travel and it's it's really fun it's really well written but at the same time it's horrible to read because i i really have arachnophobia <laughs> and so it's always describing these um one meter sized spiders just like measuring legs and like climbing nets and stuff and ugh, i get the ick but it's really really fun and that's what i had to think about when i said alien just now like um it feels like sometimes like a bunch of spiders wrote this <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of spiders wrote this transcript <laughs> right right Oh, wow. um, the the book is called the book is called um, Children of Ruin by Adrian Tchaikovsky. Okay, and I've read it because I read a previous book of Adrian Tchaikovsky's, where I had a, sim, a, a very different premise that I really loved. But yeah, uh, I'll uh, very much I'll link very much rec recommended. <laughs> <laughs> I'll link it in the show notes, but my uh, my own arachnophobia may well stop me from reading it. There's a Sorry, sequel. Well, There's a sequel where basically, where basically the same thing happens with um, octopuses or octopodes. I prefer octopodes. Um, and then at some point, the octopodes and the spiders meet, and some humans are also in the mix. And sadly, is not it's not as as exciting and gripping and like it, I don't really know why. Maybe it's just like somehow less things are happening. Yep. But it's way more pleasant to read because most of the time it's just like funny little octopodes or even humans on the screen <laughs> or on the screen, you know, on the stage, basically. Yeah. We're, we're, we're way into the weeds here. Uh, we but are. This rem it reminds me of something from many, many years ago when okay. a, f a friend of mine saw an advert for Aliens versus Predator mm -hmm. and he remarked, well, I hope they kind of subtitle it because you'll never know what they're saying. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh daniel on that note mm -hmm. i think it has been lovely catching up and talking a bit about all these things uh but i'm gonna have to run off so all right before we go as always where can people find you online oh people can find me uh by going to uh social.telemetrydeck.com slash uh, Daniel or Daniel yep. at social.telemetrydeck.com uh, and people should also check out telemetrydeck.com because it has the best analytics for your app and I'm very biased but also it's not written by spiders I think <laughs> not yet what about you um, where can people find you okay so people can find me uh, at David Gary Wood at social.davidgarrywood.com over on Mastodon and the Fediverse. Mm -hmm. And you can find out about, about my apps over at lightbeamapps.com. I don't plug that address often enough, actually, I think. So, uh, yeah, lightbeamapps.com. Fantastic. I recently learned that my co-founder lisa is listening to these so hi lisa i hope you've enjoyed you enjoyed the spider <laughs> discussion <laughs> oh brilliant all right uh have a great day uh yeah. and um keep being awesome catch you next time daniel bye, bye.